the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 23 of the 27 books of the New Testament all claim that Jesus is coming back for a second coming. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. I entitled this message, Looking Around. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that we have a lot of problems in our world today. We have the growing racial divide that's consuming our country at the moment. What's happening here is the world's being held captive. If you don't do what we want you to do, then we're going to cause violence and mayhem in the cities. We have Mexican cartels smuggling children and drugs into the United States, taking advantage of the border crisis that we have here. Yes, the problems of our world and what we are facing today, they're deep and they're wide. Many problems, not counting all the existing problems that have been growing over the last 20 years here in America. As we wonder, when will the next mass shooting take place? Plus, we have this drug crisis here in America where some 60,000 people die every single year because of drug overdose. We have massive health care problems with new taxes that are coming and promised by this administration. We have runaway inflation that's happening right now. Prices are going up on everything around us. It's only adding to our economic problems. You know, it's rising housing costs. I mean, we're already $30 trillion in debt, just the United States itself, and the list of problems, again, to just go on and on. But the reality of all these problems rests in the hearts of we, the people. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 12, he says that most people's love in the last days would grow cold. Are we not seeing that around us here? Yes, people are losing heart, you could say. That's what's happening, where they just get to the point where they just don't care anymore. The Apostle Paul expanded on that thought of people losing heart here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. So we're going to be in Matthew 24, but I'm going to kind of jump around. But this is worth actually turning to, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, before I read this, I just want you to think. Think for a second. How true this is today, okay? Now, you got to remember, this was written 2,000 years ago, but the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is talking about what the culture is going to look like 2,000 years later in the last days. So he says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. He says, but realize this, that in the last days, which we're living right now, 
difficult times will come. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, we, we got some difficult times right now. He says, for men, see if this does not explain culture today. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable. What do all the divorce papers say these days? Irreconcilable differences. Malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Okay, now, is that not just talking about what we live in right now? I mean, is that not just an apt description of what is happening around us? And yet that's written 2,000 years ago. Notice we're told that in the last days, again, he said, difficult times will come. It doesn't say that difficult times might come or that they maybe will come. We're told they will come. Now, why is that? Because in the last days, men will turn away from God and turn to themselves. And what do you end up in a godless society? You end up with all the problems that we have today. Again, that word difficult in the original language means just what you would expect it to mean. It'll be terrible times. It'll be distressful times. It'll be violent times. This is why we see people losing heart around us. This is why we see alcohol and drug use on the rise. So people can just numb themselves to everything that's around us because people are medicating the emptiness again. This is why people are trying to accept a false narrative in their lives. They are trying to cope with all of the heartaches that surround us because all the problems are taking a huge toll on people. Families are breaking apart. Young people are breaking down. And people who seem to have it all are checking out. You know, the top three states for the most suicides is California being number one, Texas, and Florida. You know, these people simply have lost heart to the point that they just took their own lives. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Oh, how I wish. I could have spent just a couple of hours with some of these people to share with them how much God loves them and that there's actually purpose for their life and that he is the only answer to the heartache and the pain that surround us, that he's the only one that can give a purpose and a reason to be alive. And that starts with, well, knowing him. And it continues with worshiping him and and it peaks with serving God. We've all been created in the image of God. And our sin is what separated us from God, from that place of fellowship with him. But again, that's why Jesus came. He came to not only redeem us, but to redeem everyone you know, to redeem everyone that you work with, 
to redeem all your neighbors and people of your times past that you went to high school with and whatever. He has come to redeem us, to buy us back from sin and death. That's why he allowed, you know, wicked men to beat him, to bludgeon him to death and to, to nail him on the cross. Let's remember, he was God in the flesh. He could have said, you know, I'm kind of sick and tired of humanity. Forget you people. It's not worth it. But he didn't do that. Yes, Jesus died as a lamb that was led to the slaughter, just like the Bible says. And he opened not his mouth, but he willingly bore my sin, your sin, and all of our friends, all of our relatives, and even our enemies' sin on his body. Now we can be redeemed. And because once we come into a relationship with Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can be forgiven of our sin. But this message needs to be shared with the people that we know. Yes, it's what God desires for us to do. Because we're going to look at some more things that are going to happen here as we enter into getting close to the final apocalypse of all humanity. And we only have this short amount of time before that seven-year tribulation period begins. But tonight, as we continue in this study, as we're looking at end-time scenario, according to what Jesus said in Matthew 24, but first, let's look at our first point here, his glory, as we read together, starting in Matthew 24, kind of picking up from where we left off last time, we'll start in verse 29. And it says, now, Jesus speaking, but immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Then all the tribes of earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. Well, let's stop there for a moment. You know, wow. I mean, this is exactly what can send chills down your spine. The sun, get this, will lose its light which causes to moon the moon to lose its light, which only makes sense because the moon, obviously, is only a reflection of the sun anyway. But this, as you know, will be a cataclysmic event. Think about it. Our whole planetary structure orbits around the sun, and now God turns the sun off. He's the one that turned it on. Now he's going to turn it off, and it goes dark. Imagine how horrific that would be. This is spoken, actually, in other places of the Bible. You go all the way back some 2,700 years ago to Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah 13, 19 says, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel, with fury and burning anger, to make a land of desolation. And he will exterminate its sinners from it, from the stars of heaven to their constellations. They will not flash forth their light. The sun The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will not shed its light. Right now, it seems like wicked is just running, you know, rampant, and people get away with everything, and cruelty happens, and murders, and all this, and, you know, it just seems like people just get away with stuff. But there's coming a day when judgment will come, and no one's getting away with anything. 
Everyone's going to have to stand before God. That verse that we should all kind of commit to memory, Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed for every man and woman to die once. And after this comes judgment. But there's going to be a judgment that comes while people are still alive. That's when Jesus rules in these last days events. But again, these are horrific conditions to say the least. But why would God allow us to know these horrible things that are coming? Why would he give us such great detail of these things? Is it just to frighten us? Is it to keep us up at night? No, absolutely not. Not at all. God has given us these details that we, as the ministers of light, would take the truth of this message and share it with this unsuspecting world that doesn't have a clue of what's coming its way. A world that is lost in sin. A world that is desperate and in desperate need of a savior. But yes, the sun will go dark. The moon will no longer give light. Stars will fall from the sky. Now, when does this happen exactly? Well, we're told at the beginning of verse 29, at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. The seven-year tribulation period is really broken into kind of two halves, the first half and the second half, first three and a half years, second three and a half years. The first three and a half years, God pretty much just kind of pulls back his his guarding over the, the, the whole world. See, right now, the Holy Spirit is present all around the globe because there's believers in different pockets all around the globe. And the Holy Spirit of God is like a preservative, you could say, and it's kind of preserving things. And Satan is kind of held back, you know, to a degree because of the church that's here. Well, the event that kicks off the seven-year tribulation period is the rapture of the church. That's when all true believers are taken away. Now, when that happens, the Holy Spirit is taken from all of these places. Then we're told that the Holy Spirit descends upon the nation of Israel, and that's where there will be a massive revival in Israel, and some 144,000 Jews will become born again and filled with the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel in that first three and a half years of the tribulation period. But when that Holy Spirit is pulled away from all these points of the earth, God just pretty much lets man just pretty much attack man. That's when you're going to see just man unleashing war and torment on man. That's where there's going to be the big power grab. People are going to be grabbing for whatever they want. And this has always happened through the world. There's always been this world governing empire, that world governing empire, this nation against that nation. You've seen this all throughout history, but it comes uncorked at an unprecedented rate and there is just a a power grab all around the globe and that's why the bible says that there will be massive war at the beginning of the tribulation period but that is not god's judgment in fact he's not doing anything it's just man being allowed to do what man does to man and that's just kill other men isn't that what we do People just kill people and wars break out because this country wants what that country has and what have you. We've seen it all with Saddam Hussein and he would just attack these other nations and try to conquer them and try to take all their stuff. And if it wasn't for the United States intervening and being a threat to some of these nations, these nations would be doing it all over the place. 
But that's what's going to happen here at the end. There's going to be this massive power grab. I believe there'll be a nuclear battle that goes on. There's going to be some nuclear weapons that go off, uh, which is going to cause what the Bible calls a, a nuclear whiteout, where food and things cannot be grown because darkness of the sun. And all of a sudden, there's going to be famine like this country or this world has never seen before. But again, all that happens in the first three and a half years. God doesn't bring down his literal judgment upon the world until the halfway point of the tribulation period. But again, that's when Jesus returns. No, not then. Okay, he doesn't return until the end of the seven-year tribulation period. But just for your info, 23 of the 27 books of the New Testament all claim that Jesus is coming back for a second coming. And here we see Jesus appear. He's called the Son of Man. This is the name used for the Messiah in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 13. We're given many more details of this outrageous event in the book of Revelation. It says this in Revelation 19, in verse 11, it says, And I saw heaven opened, now again, this is at the end of the seven-year tribulation period, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. That's with who? It's with the Antichrist who's been in power up to that point. And his eyes are a flame of fire. All of a sudden, it's no more the suffering Savior. Oh, no. His eyes are a flame of fire. He is clothed with a robe that's dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen, guess who that is? That's us. That's right. And we're following him on white horses and on his robe and on his thigh. He has a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Wow. That's just going to be an awesome day there. And we're going to be with him. Yes. When Jesus comes back, it's all business. He's not again coming as the suffering savior. He will come as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he will judge with a rod of iron. As you can see, we again are with him and we're clothed in fine linen. That's a sign of purity because we have new bodies now and get this no sin nature. Won't that be a great thing? Man, we get to heaven, it's like we're in paradise, and we no longer have a sin nature. Well, no more having to battle with the things that we know we should do. Amen. And that is worth, that is worth clapping for, no doubt. Yeah, but our sins will be washed away, and we're in that new body. But again, we've been redeemed by the blood of the spotless lamb. As John the Baptist cried out, remember, behold, stop, look, and see the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that is what he did. And it's available for every single person we know who will humble themselves. To every person who will ask God to forgive them and choose to follow him. This is why we have to become bold as believers to share this message. You know, I used to always just tell people, hey, when's the last time someone told you there's a God in heaven that loves you? And, and it's like, I hardly ever say that without saying this after it now. I mean, I just say, hey, when's the last time someone told you there's a God in heaven that loves you? Oh, no, oh, never. I can't remember when someone said that to me. I say, well, that's why Jesus came. See, I always add this now. That's why Jesus came. So people like me and you can be forgiven of our sins. So people like you and me can get to heaven one day. See, you know, given a little bit more explanation, yes. But many people, they want their sin forgiven, 
But those same people are not always willing to turn from their sin. Yes, asking God to forgive us is the easy part, but turning away from our sin, that's a little bit tougher there. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit of God working inside of us, because outside of him helping us, it's an impossible task, as many of you know. But getting back to our text here in Matthew 24, verse 30 tells us that all the tribes of the earth will mourn. But why? Why would they mourn? Because their worst nightmare has become a reality. For they had embraced the Antichrist and his world order. And they are watching an end of the world and his, you know, short-lived dynasty. Let's not forget, as soon as the rapture happens, could you imagine the turmoil in the world? Uh, You've already got a bunch of turmoil right now. Okay, add on top of that, you know, something crazy happens, like maybe Israel wakes up one day and says, you know, Iran keeps telling us that they're going to wipe us off the face of the map. Israel has that mentality of like, you know, we would rather die than to be kicked out of our country again. So when they have a threat like Iran that has verbalized, you know, taking them out multiple times, it's like they're going to do something. So just imagine, here's a a picture. I don't know if this is the way it's going to go down, but it's going to be something similar. There's going to be, I think, some massive things happen. Maybe Israel goes over and drops a small nuclear weapon because all of their nuclear aspirations that Iran has is all underground. So they have to actually blow up the part of the ground to get down where they're building these nuclear things that they have underground. So they use a a bunker buster to blow it up, and then they drop a small nuclear weapon in there to take out their nuclear aspirations. That's going to throw a lot of, you know, obviously nuclear waste into the atmosphere, which is going to affect the whole world because, of course, we have the wind currents that go around the world, and it's going to take those things all around the world. So it's like you're going to have something like that happen, or China taking over Iran, you know, uh, Russia going into Ukraine. I mean, you're going to have some crazy things happen. And then on top of that, the rapture happens. Okay, so who knows how many people in the world are legitimately Christians? Only God knows that number. Is it 300 million people? Is it 500 million people? Is it 750 million people? Is it a billion people? I don't know. It's got to be probably somewhere around 300 million to a billion. So it's a lot of people around the world. Imagine that. So at one second... People are taken from every country, every province, every city, every village around the globe at identically the same time. So now you've got some kind of crazy thing that happens. China starts something going in South China Sea, whatever. Israel goes over, takes out Iran. You know, something like, whoa, this is crazy. And then it's like, boom, on top of that, 500 million people disappear at the very same second. And everyone knows at least one person that disappeared. I mean, it's going to be like, whoa, what is going on here? That's what opens the door for the Antichrist to come in and bring a peace to a world that's like, oh, my goodness, we had this nuclear explosion over there, a nuclear exchange over there. All these people disappeared. Ah, We're all going to die. And then the Antichrist comes in, and he's like the Mr. Wonderful, makes everything nice for a moment. Everything nice for a moment. 
It must have been the same thing in heaven where everything seems so nice. Like, you know, the Antichrist, Satan himself was going to make everything fine. Do you remember he tried a mutiny in heaven? This is before man was created. And so there was the angels in heaven that had to choose a side. He was called the star of the morning, but he became the devil. And Satan, again, he was the most beautiful of all the angels. Yet his ego led him astray and his pride caused him to fall as he tried to lift himself above the God of creation. We're told in Revelation 12 that Satan took one third of the angels in heaven along for a ride, meaning he talked them in to trying this mutiny in heaven. I wonder what they were thinking when Satan's plan was foiled, when God kicked him out of heaven and them also as they fell to the earth like a lightning bolt. Yes, one day you're in heaven, you're an angel, and you're in a place of absolute paradise, and the next day you're cast to earth waiting for judgment. Well, as Jesus splits the sky, he enters with power and glory. This is at the end of the tribulation period now. For he is, again, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And who are these in verse 31 that the angels will gather from the four winds? So this could be God's chosen people from all four corners of the world who have hidden and somehow survived all the plagues of the tribulation period. We will know for sure on that day because again, we will be there with him. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.